where you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. Psalm 139.13 Picture this. You're walking down the street. You look over and you see a field. You can smell fresh cut grass. You can see the leaves and the trees. You can feel the wind. You feel the burning of the sun's rays across your face and the sweat drip from your brow. All these feelings and sensory stimulants, they began somewhere. But where? Since the moment you were conceived, you became a unique genetic being within your mother. Once the sperm met the egg, new genetic material took shape. What color eyes you would have, the sound of your voice, how tall you would be, even how you cross your arms. You were made very unique and you were beautifully crafted by the hands of God within your mother. Unfortunately, there are some who don't see it that way. The people of science. They don't believe life begins at this point. But instead, until after birth, and even in some circumstances, those people believe that there's no right to life until you're sentient. In 2020, there were 930,160 abortions. From 1973 to 2020, over 63 million abortions were performed. Again in 2020, the CDC reported that 186 out of every 1,000 abortions were after live births. There's one abortion every 34 seconds, 106 per hour, over 2,500 per day. These statistics only include medical and surgical abortions. Many contraceptive measures are drugs that induce or cause abortions. And it's important not to overlook the number of children killed by these chemical abortions. Since 1965, an average of 11 million women have used these methods of birth control in the United States at any given time. Using formulas based on the way birth control pills work, pharmacy experts project that about 14 million chemical abortions occur in the United States each year providing a projected total of well in excess of 610 million chemical abortions between 1965 and 2009. Some more shocking numbers. On the U.S. women who obtained abortions in 2018, this is according to the, C the CDC Centers for Disease Control, out of white women, 38.7%. At 6.3 abortions per 1,000 women and 110 abortions per live births. Black women, 33.6%. 21.2 abortions per 1,000 women. 335 abortions per live births. Hispanics, 20%. 10.9 abortions per 1,000 women. 158 abortions per live births and other 7.7% 7 .7 
11.9 abortions per 1,000 women, 213 abortions per live births. America has turned its back on God, but today, today, there is some hope. A monumental decision has swept our country. The opinions to overturn Roe v. Wade has made its way out of the Supreme Court. We are seeing praises to God, but also, very sadly, a call to protest the ruling. But most of all, we're seeing the politics divide us even more to a level where our country is unrecognizable. While I was watching on the news today, there's a lady showing someone a picture of a baby in the womb. The other person then takes out a pentagram necklace showing defiance, placing it on her chest proudly. I can't wrap my mind around that level of evil. And this evil preys on women, especially the ones who really think there isn't a choice except for abortion. There is no accountability to promiscuity. But also there is no responsibility to the life who never had a choice. And you could make an argument for rape and incest. Both are repulsive. And no one is downplaying that. It does, however, happen to a small percentage of the population. But as for the former, I saw this evil firsthand. Years ago, I had a girlfriend that showed me a couple positive pregnancy tests. She was about six months pregnant. And she told me, We are not having this baby. I'm getting this done. You have no say. I was taken back. I was robbed of the future with this child. I often think about what could have been. I wasn't at all prepared to be a dad. However, I was willing to make it work. The fact that our shared irresponsibility cost a life of a child, I couldn't forgive myself until I took it to the cross. I see the people on TV chanting for the killing of a child all the way up to birth, and even after in some cases. And I ask myself, why this is happening? And I'm sure many of you are too. But don't be discouraged, because what we are seeing is the Lord giving people up to a debased mind. It says it in his word. We are living in these times. But the overturning today is God telling us Americans to repent and call on him once again. Our politics are stamping out God at all angles. First with the killing of our children in the womb. Second with the LGBT indoctrination of our children. Third, with the dissolution of the nuclear family. Fourth is the toxic policies being brought out to the public. The country was founded upon rights given to us by God, but we are being dragged farther and farther from those rights. You have to be vigilant. You have to open your eyes. The 
elites that run the country that that put these policies into place do not care for us. They use the media, they use politicians, they use actors to divide us. A house divided will not stand. We cannot keep going down this path. I'm calling on our country to turn back to God. I'm calling on the world to turn back to God. These elites are lying to you by saying this is a threat to democracy. If anything, it makes our democracy stronger. By giving the power back to the states to allow the constituents to decide what is best for the state, it's all the money. That's all about power. That's all these elites care about. They do not care for me and you. They want control. This is a hot button issue. And I'm not implying any ill will or hate against the people I disagree with. I'm trying to establish the opposite. A way for others to hear the truth only Jesus can offer. I'm calling on all Christians to truly represent Christ. When someone has a difference of opinion, show them love. When they persecute you for loving Jesus, pray for that person. Do not budge when the tempers start to flare. Share the love of Christ with that person. Even if that person doesn't receive Jesus at that point, you might have planted a seed in them. Or even the people around you. Remember, God loves that person who hates him just as much as he loves us who love him. We're all his children. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. That is why we have Jesus. Jesus is love. There is no other way to put it. Perhaps most of these people have never experienced that love. And it took one of their self-proclaimed enemies to show them that love. This weekend, they're calling for all sorts of things. They're calling protests at church. They're calling protests in the cities. They're calling protests everywhere. This weekend, if you're confronted with one of these protests outside of your church, anywhere really, show God's love to them. Offer a drink. Offer prayer. Share the gospel. Don't shout. Don't be aggressive. They have the right to assemble, just like we have the right to gather, to meet at our church. If they're violent, let the proper people take care of it. It's difficult to do, especially when tensions are high. As for myself, I pray God gives me the discernment and grace needed if I've come across a situation this Sunday. All of us need to remember God is in control. 
Everything's done for his purpose. Everything is done for his glory. Men may think they have power, but they don't. Man also forgets who had the authority to give him that power in the first place. Repent and be renewed. You will experience a peace and joy you have never felt before. You will know exactly why you were born. You will respect that you were here in the first place with a purpose more than ever. We mentioned the LGBT community earlier, and maybe you are a part of that listening. And you're ashamed. And you say you can't follow Jesus because you were born this way. I tell you, Jesus said you must be born again. There is hope. There always will be. Today's Supreme Court decision verified that hope. It verified that God still has hope in us to turn around and proclaim him for who he is. He's our father, ruler of the universe, the creator of all things. I was a terrible person. But when I gave my life to Jesus and turned away from the things and behaviors I was indulging in, I was finally at peace. You too can be free from all the pain, the lies, the torment, hate, the anger, etc. All you have to do is accept you are a sinner. You have to believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins and that he rose the third day. And you need to turn away from the sinning. Today, God gave us a chance as a country to turn back to him with this ruling. We cannot let this chance slip away. And we have to tell people about Jesus. To those who are pro-choice. As I was preparing this episode, I was looking at three chances. One was on my lap, watching nursery rhymes. The other two chances were trying to sneak up and prank me. Each of these chances has their own personalities. They have their own dreams, thoughts. They have their own chances and risks to take and life to experience. You were once a chance. These chances are the greatest blessings God has given me next to my life, my salvation, and my wife. Maybe you'll take on a chance and experience this blessing with me. With hope for tomorrow, I'm Frank Warrington. Keep looking up. God bless.